Hey there, everybody, and welcome. This is Tevo DRC of Tevo Creative Leadership Ministries. We're going to talk about what's the difference between having a quality life and lifestyle, and then going to the lifestyles of the rich and famous as a Christian ministry or person. The Demas lifestyle. The Demas, let's get ahead, let's make achievement, let's make it big. That includes wannabeism. I want to be the next greatest of anything at the top so it's in balance it isn't a an accusation we want to assess people we want to uh, evaluate ourselves, the world and other people and then the Bible gives a good reference and it says he or she who compares themselves with another is wise so the comparing themselves with another is part of a demis thing a fruit it would be like FOMO, the world FOMO, FOMO, F-O-M-O, -O, which is fear of missing out, the new term, the Instagram influential age of media, named for the keeping up with the Joneses. I would say it now, keeping up with the Demises. <laughs> Are we keeping up with the Demises as I would have? You always have to watch it. It's a balance. It's a slippery slope, especially the more you have and the more you, you know, you've seen around you, you want to make sure you're hearing God see the bottom line is your heart it's not about stuff it's not about things it's about your relationships you know the Bible teaches us the old phrase we understand the love of <laughs> the love of money is the root of all evil well because this has been our our discernment of demises our prophetic ministry discovery it is also let's put it this way in a new term to think about the relationship with money, with make, making money, having money, not having money, mammon's centricity is the root of all evil. In the world, yes, in families, in prisons, out of prisons, in patriarchs and matriarchs, in prophets and pastors and teachers and civilians of all ages, races, and social classes. So it's a human thing to be involved with it to have to have a relationship with with money income making money having some and then not having some but that will boil down to our character our perspective our quality of life conscience without materialism without we've arrived without uh, over you know ambition of the wrong kind that would hurt people so the bottom line when we're teaching Demises because here was Demas in 19, excuse me, in 2020 before COVID, I got a word from the Lord for the body of Christ in ministry before I left Dallas. And it still pertains, I watch myself. Every time I get a word, I have to live it too. The word was the Demasization of America, the Demasization of America. And I wrote it out and put it on many blogs and I had a video of it as well as a written article and I wrote a little parody about Demas. If you look about Demas, who was he? If you Google Demas, he was mentioned by name by Paul. Paul wasn't PC, but he wasn't mean. He just mentioned that there was a young man who had been very gifted, who had been very talented, very called, highly called to be honored to be on Paul's ministry team his apostolic ministry team, but he didn't get it. He didn't want it. He didn't value it. It said, Demas left me, says Paul, because he valued the things of this world above the Lord's call. He valued the things of this world, this temporal passing world, more than the call. So this is the root word. There is a type of a Demas trait that all of us can have. Usually it has no fear of the Lord. That's one trait in a ministry or a group or a person. No holy fear of the Lord, therefore no humility. It's a blind spot, a mega and micro, a mini blind spot that can be huge, that can be fault finding, that can be just vapid. That means all about me, my four, no more, our, you know, our kind, our style, our look. When you get into the, you know, the head space, it's in your headspace. What comes out of your mouth and your priorities, your headspace is, is it the world, the flesh, the devil, vanity? Is it just passing through? Is it about ego? Is it about fame? 
So the character, the heart, and the relationships are the huge big deal. It is not a sin. It is not anyone to accuse anybody for having big bucks, big bucks, or small. But people are demises. A demis accuses people for having big bucks, for keeping track of the Joneses, competing, comparing, and seeing. You know, the Bible again says he or she who compares themselves with another is not wise. And God will set up tests. He'll have you, if you really think you're envious or you're a demis, come up to somebody that's really well off or no money at all. It could be both. It triggers something in your soul. It triggers your values. It triggers, I, you know, I'm not as good as they are. I worship money, so I need to work harder and get my business card and look like the famous top preacher or famous business person, male or female. Hollywood Demas. All right. Demas, Paul said, Demas left me. He left Paul because he loved the things of the world more, and he and a couple of others went over to Thessalonica. When I Googled for my Bible study, Thessalonica it was a seaport. All I could picture like today. He left Paul, it was too tame, it wasn't exciting, too much warfare, there was not enough pay, not enough entertainment, it was so, he just said, I can't stand this, I'm not famous, you know, it's boring, I'm going to leave. So he went over to Thessalonica where it says it was a seaport, and I could picture him buying and investing in timeshares, making it big in real estate. Yes, we've arrived, second, third, or fourth wife included. So the lifestyle of projecting material attainment, business, ministry, achievement, success, and we've arrived, whether they're micro, mini, or mighty, mega, multi-campus, is the same fruit. So when I look through it for years, we want to make sure we're ratcheting down the demons. There's nothing wrong, you just need training. Let's say there are three basic Christian humans in this world, ministry and not the real Christian. I'm not talking to the world. I'm talking to the Christian and myself. All right, there are three kinds of there are three kinds of basic ministries and Christian leaders out there today. There's the Enoch remnant, the first love remnant, like Enoch, Genesis five, walking and talking with God daily, doing just what he says, no more him or her. That walking and talking with God daily is like the Ezekiel's wheel being led in a pure-hearted relationship. Not about fame, not about anybody's glory except God's, but being soberly minded and then thinking we're just passing through a perspective. Valuing a relationship, a pure-hearted relationship with God first, and then he will reveal to you what to do, not to do. He will reveal to you what size of house, land to attain, He'll tell you how much money to go for it, the vision, you know, without a vision, the people prayer. And so it will be up here in your head space. It will be in your heart space that God tells you exactly how, what kind of dress you wear, you know, what kind of clothing style is yours, what kind of economy, what, what do you radiate, what do you have in your choices of stuff, houses, cars, ministry size, investments, savings or whatever so i've looked at this for all my life or has had really studied since the big scandals of the 80s and all the teaching that has come out really good starting off good the faith movement and all the different ones that teach faith for finances sowing and reaping included until we all know it has now spawned a rascal as well as demas multi-level different kinds of personalities not all are enochs not all are first love so there's some so the three kinds of basic ministries are in my opinion today and i submitted as a sila a wisdom there not to accuse but to assess yourself and evaluate others and then don't accuse all right it's going to be the enoch it's going to be the demas in it for the things of this world sort of blind they don't really know that we could fall off the planet at any moment, that the Lord could come, a rapture or not, or that there's some, some weird stuff in humanity could come and take you out at any moment, and people are going to go miss heaven unless the churches cease being clueless about their top priority in ministry. So the Demas would have 
many good glowing traits, heroic traits, gifting, fine arts, teaching, talent, looks, style, good camera work, multi-level or tiny. Now see, that's it. A Demas is a Demas is a Demas. It's about them and their turf and their stuff down deep. Or they have no teaching and no real big level of deep humility or foundational teaching from their preachers. That's another thing. The, the quality of doctrine has got to be addressed as well. Priorities of doctrine. So here's what we've done, thought it out. You know, it says in the day of, and then the third preacher is the Samuel, first Samuel, Eli. Bigoted user, accuser, user, and abuser of people relationships, mainly females. The priests, the second-in-command associate ministers were renowned, they were infamous for sleeping with the women that came to the temple. They slept around with the women that came to the temple under their care. And Eli was rebuked and they, the whole group was gone because Eli didn't stop them. And Eli was the father. So it says that in those days the offering, they also put the offering and the females were the two main ones. In the good old boys, boys will be boys, you know, double standard, accuser, abuser, and user fellowship of that day, a stigma. People knew it like they do now. People knew it. It says in that day, the offering of the Lord was despised in that day, just like it has been for years in America. Why? Because they took the offering for themselves. They pressured people. They used false authority and ministry to get the people to give to them. They even hired somebody to do it for them, and they kept it for themselves. All right, Eli did nothing. He was benign. He was self-satisfied, jaded. I guess he'd seen too much by that time, the older minister. So the three kinds. Now, when I mentioned in 1 Samuel, those are the ones that are bringing our nation down. Those are the ones that triggered the unknown prophet who wasn't famous coming out of nowhere and giving the word of the Lord to Eli Ichabod. The glory of the Lord has, has, um, has departed from Israel and that you're going to all be wiped out. You're going to be gone. You've lost the mission. The mission, you're now misogynist, biased, users, indifferent. You're after the things of this world, but you're even worse than that. You're a bad stench. So the Lord took them out. So those things are really warnings for now, triggers to think about. All right, when you look at the Eli high priesthood, the compassion, fatigued indifference of we've got it made, we've arised, big shot, turf-owning ministry, all right? We have to say that back then, the sin, the huge sin of the Lord, not accusing, but the sin mentioned was using, repeatedly sleeping with the women that came to the temple, the leaders. Secondly, today, it could be men, women, teenagers, and kids babies. It is that. So we're submitting that. My focus is not on the Eli. I've talked about it many times. It also stereotyped people because they were indifferent. They lost their mission. They lost the glory of God in their work. So when the lone woman without a man, the lone woman named Hannah that he didn't recognize showed up at the temple Eli, instead of getting up, because she was weeping. The backstory of Hannah was that she was the beloved wife of two wives of Elkanah, the man, and the man had two wives. One was Penina. Penina had many children. Hannah was barren. So Penina was merciless and cruel repeatedly to Hannah. So Hannah was just feeling so overwrought that she goes to get comfort like many Females do, males and females of all colors, lone, not lone warriors, just need God, pure-hearted. So she goes, shows up on Eli's break. He sees her far away, and he looks like her. He says, uh-oh. The first thing, you know, the Bible teaches us that the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So the first thing that Eli did, the head priestly priest, was instead of compassion, 
what's wrong with her? It's a, it's a lady in distress. His heart was telling. It said, oh, she's a drunk. He used a negative derogatory stereotype to accuse the lone woman, which is very typical. I've seen it for decades in certain groups only. Same style. Witch watchers, many, usually. Okay. He saw her as a type, as an object, dehumanized, just like the movements in the New World Order type stuff. Dehumanizing. It was just an it. One more it, a drunk. Time-wasting, overly emotional. They've got issues. So we see that everywhere. That's why I'm mentioning it is that big and that people know this stuff. They know what's going on. You know, the Bible says in the Eli's day, and I want to finish with Eli and go back to Demas. It says the offering was the of the excuse me, because of the Eli's priesthood and their behavior. It said the offering of the Lord was despised in that day in the whole area because of this priesthood, and it is despised in America as long as I can remember. Let's say when I started public ministry and all these moves started, television ministry moves, it's been despised since the 80s at least. That's all I can That's what I remember. Accusation. So my goal, our goal here, is to stir it up, provoke thought, stir up the indifferent, and also reevaluate what we're teaching and how we're doing it and the character, the modeling of the ministry, priesthood. And then the modeling of the everyday person, doesn't matter. Everyone's equal. Do it unto the Lord. But we're doing it for the sake of the nation, the fruit of the nation, and to make the offering. This is my, I've said it before recently. To make the offering of the Lord not despised. What can we all do? Everyone get their own idea. To model Christ-like, monetary, prophetic, whatever it is, monetary taking of offerings and collections, the needed money, but to make it not despised for the final move of God. So we're Cross Body Unity. Our brand is Cross Body Unity. We are servant leaders. We can go and help any color, any kind, any style of Christian. We're not landlocked. This is not turf protecting. This is everyone else's turf helping if the Lord needs it, you know, if you need it. So let's go back. D, the Eli Temple Priesthood is the jaded a lot of authority over many, many, many mega thousands around our nation. And the Lord has told me for many years, several years, about eight to ten years, if those don't repent at the top of these mega Eli's, our nation's gone. Our nation's gone. And, and it's still going down, so they got they better hurry up. All right. Back to the Demas. So if you go down and say, Am I is is she a Demas? Is he a Demas? Yeah, you can look like you're a Demas, but you don't know you. So we, only God knows and your fruit will tell, all right? Packaging is so good now. You can just be packaged, you know, everybody looks, could look pretty nice. So the conscience, when you're determining your heart, how much stuff, how much role modeling of possessions, lands, houses, big tons of stuff and display of wealth, how much is God, how much is right? I have, we've taught on this at a huge concern for so long. I'm teaching this way and submitting it as a sila. Let's put a principle out there. God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the worldly wise in me and you and in ministry. He can, it's God between you and God and your conscience, your head space, your heart space, how much God tells you he wants you to have, own, and look like, and wear, and drive, and houses. Therefore, it is not my business. I'm an apostle. It is not my business. But I will let you know how to figure this out and deal with it. Because there are maturities. Some people will be told, maybe God wants to confound me and you by having look like somebody really has, like their, it looks like that Christian is living the lifestyle of the rich and famous. You know what? It's not my business. I don't know their heart, but I'm going to tell people so because people are a little bit too much. They're too much. There's a lot of stuff. Lascivious displays of wealth or ostentatious displays of wealth and grandeur. I would really minimize that and have it, but don't show it for this movie, God. I would. 
if God tells you to do something, you do it. It's not my business. But I've been through these 30, 40 years of ministry, and I've seen a lot in the nation going down and people so bitter about it, cynical. But I know that God can tell somebody to build something huge, to trigger the Christians and test our heart. Will we mock them and judge them and accuse them and rumor about them? He could tell somebody the opposite, live in a car and camp out. He could say, have a, you know what I think? I think I know so many people of all incomes and so many watch everybody's business. It's so bad. I'm teaching balance. All right, perspective. It's between you and God, what you own, what you don't own, what you're, you know, and it's not my business. If I'm in your church and I'm offended, I'll leave. I should just have to leave then if I don't like it or confront you privately and say it calmly. And if you don't like it, I'll leave. But see, that's your right. It's not your business to judge all these people. Put them on YouTube and all this. It's really bad. It affects the cynic. It affects the, the, the immature. And our nation doesn't need critical comments that are high and mighty and self-righteous, looking like they bring in money themselves. Draw a crowd, even though they're well-meaning, they're drawing a crowd and they're paying salary right there with money for criticizing fellow Christians. That's my opinion. It looks like. All right. So I've thought of this because I've lived, I've stayed with people and man, you know, I've had big money, I've had little, no money, and godly contentment is the factor. So let's say there's a person, because I know tons of humble remnant. I know tons. God will, <laughs> here I'll, you know, being honest, I'll think, man, I'm working on myself. I'm, I'm trying to be pure hearted. I'm trying to be humble. You know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to stay humble. I'm trying not to be proud. I'm trying to do it the right way. And I'll think I'm, I've done so well. And God will send me a fellow Christian who's like so humble and so meek. And I went, whoa, I haven't made it. He's still sending me people, you know, so we got to work it out. Some people trigger your humility. Some people trigger your pride. Some people trigger your stereotyping. Sometimes I trigger them. Sometimes you trigger them. So we're just being honest. This is how we have to do. God put me in an earth suit and you in an earth suit, which includes your color, your bone structure, your size, your shape, or lack thereof, your, all these things, and a back, a back story of your own parenting or lack thereof. However, when you show up, in some places at certain times, you are a test just for showing up in your earth suit, your vibe, your energy, your style. Same with them. You're a test to me, or I'm a test to you, which I know as a hand on the front porch of these type of LP steps. <laughs> That's all right. We learned about it, how big it is. So you have to train people now how to react in respect, not stereotype. Teach them their backstories. They're in their earth suit for a mission. And sometimes the mission, let's say when I was five foot nine in high school, five foot nine and a half, I was feeling okay about my height back then. And I feel okay now. But back then I was changing classes in high school at age 16. And a friend who was shorter looked up at me during the classes we were waiting in the hall. And she said, Tavo, I didn't know you were so tall. And whatever came on me <laughs> made me feel <coughs> bad, you know, inferior, <coughs> excuse me, for a few years till later. I need the Holy Spirit. I don't feel that way now. But the devil's looking for flaws. The devil's looking to make you feel sheepish, ashamed, less than, poor me, all this stuff. So we learn from it. So now I don't feel, I feel like if you're in the spirit, Christian, you should try to practice living in the spirit you discern from the inside out who they are by their character their peace their james 3 7 character paul said i want to know nothing about anybody except christ and him crucified it's the same thing as faith faith is not moved by what it sees hears looks their persona their mansion their little house their big house faith is not moved by that but people, human people are, and the demises are. It is demises that are moved by I am not, to the best of my knowledge right now. I mean, you haven't been. You know, everybody can be that way. You just don't know it. 
So we're talking candidly to freshen it up out there. So I've known people, I've stayed with African-Americans, white, I've taught all these people. God has given me a great, really background for this. So I know people that I could find them in a certain state and say those people would be, they are godly content living in a double wide trailer. Their dream, because they grew up so poor, is they got, they're so grateful to God because they're living in a double wide trailer. That's their heart. Wow, they're not a demon. But they could be if they weren't happy or they, you know. But so the issue is not your stuff. It's, but the people are so, there's so many demons out there. It's so horrible. To be, that's why I'm out of this, all these famous movements. The demons are, are giant. Uh, you better do it, you know, we better, you better be under talking like, temporal things valuing things that are going to be passing is a minus in this last move how big their house is how you know how how poor how rich whatever they are it is just a value that is passing through we are famous they are not you know uh we only find you know their church up all that is demons talk frankly it really is a lot of demons stuff and it's wearing so i pulled out a demons I'm not into demons ministry, but I'm telling on it, telling, talking to it to deliver it. So if you go to an area, you can tell, like if I, you know, I'm really a prophet, so I can well tell an area after a short time what is going on in the spiritual environment, powers and principalities of the area by this Christian culture and others. So when I was in, <laughs> when I was in Dallas for 15 years, I got stirred up like this. I had never been in a immersed, trapped, hounded by the anti-relationship of a Demas achievement, busy all about them, making it big, hurrying on to the next one, shallow, shallow skin surface culture, basically, in the Christian community, not all but most. And that is, I'm a good neighbor. So the thing of a Demas, all right, let's put it down. You got your Eli walking and talking with God daily, humble, holy, fear of the Lord, first love, relationship, and lampstand, respectful, equal opportunity, not racist, not biased, not, uh, they honor the mothers as well as the fathers in the ministry. They have, they're just as humble, teachable, and they are the ones God needs for the last day's move, all right? They're not in it for the money. They're not in it to be big. They're not in it to be the big shot. They're not in it to be the nose counter. You better be in my church or we'll you know, put you on the hit list. They don't, to my knowledge, keep witch lists. That's temporal. To be that is evil on. So we have a lot of things to toss out there and let people assess and I'm reproving as well, correcting as well as faithful are the wounds of a friend. Nobody wants to see people go or go under because they've lost their first love. They've lost their mission of being a real Christian and true priorities of a first church, which is the last days, eternity. If you have no, no gauge that I better walk it out in humility because eternity, souls are perishing forever, young people and old, in middle income, and they just are clueless about that, then we're going to teach on it. We're going to teach on it. We really are. Persons that try to fellowship just to hear God going to a lampstand and you're, you have your own trial, your own mission, your own family, all this stuff. You go in to try to hear God to take off. And if it's Demas, they're clueless. They're going to spy you. They're going to gossip. They will never, the relationships are down the two. It is respecter of person's city. It is so temporal because God says he wants a family. You gotta be ready now for the unique, the expat, the stranger, the alien, the black, the white, the few, the proud, and whoever else come in. You gotta be ready with respect. They don't respect is my big point. They are missing love. They lack love. It is loveless now. It is about our four, our style, our gifting, our talent, our greatness, but the people are doing it, not just, it is not, you know, the, maybe the main leader doesn't know it, but that's what's going on. We meet them because I was sent.
to be immersed in the fruit, the biased fruit of the last move of God until just lately. This is why we are filled with reproof, filled with concern for our nation, filled with concern. All right. The Bible teaches us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Therefore, it means, that's Proverbs 9.10. Therefore, it means if there's no fear of the Lord in the Holy Spirit crowds, it's the beginning of what? Foolishness, insanity, goofiness, which is there. When we've studied the Eli Templar priesthood, studied the Demises, interested in the stuff, the passing stuff, then you got to have a bit of a teaching adjustment. But you have to have a real pinpoint to say, well, how much is enough? And when do I get from living a quality of life into the Demas? Let's tell you how. If they're Demases, they're not interested in reproving. They're going to call you critical mean-spirited, not sweet like baby Jesus because they're wrapped in their own blankie and they want their own stuff more because, you know, it isn't exactly 100%, 250% first church gospel. It's about attainment, achievement, prosperity, and or. So if we look at what is a demon, what is not, what is a quality of life, all right, it's up here in your head space and your heart space. It's going to be materialism. If it's not a Demas, <laughs> it will not be about materialism, greed, coveting, fault-finding. Phariseeism is a Demas trait. I would say witch-watching and accusing people without confronting them in respectful fashion, which they do not. Demases do not confront. They just, they just know it all and have it all and you know I mean it's just really some fruit issues out the big fruit for the visitor the newbie the stranger that's what we're mentioning it. Uh, when you have biased fruit whoa people know that they're not dumb people aren't stupid so we have a lot of levels of achievement and a, and uh, fame that bring pride superior pride and maybe the top person doesn't know it or maybe they're not like it but the people that follow them are I am for Apollos, I'm for Paul, I'm for famous so-and-so. Nobody's going to tell me except the apostle, famous one. That's Demas. That is Demas. So if I were to say, all right, when I'm going to teach abiding faith, I'm not word of faith, but I'm going to use principles of, you know, if, if the Lord leads me like this to clarify and purify and give people, because you have to have faith for income, in these days especially, you don't want to leave people not. So you have to do it carefully though with perspective. And it's maturity, being godly content at all times, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost first, relationships. See, a Demas values, this is the issue, Demas is value stuff, things, Temporal stuff, possessions, hierarchy, bowing and scraping, kissing everybody's ring, who wins. Not that there should be a balance of that of formal formality choices, respecting real people. I'm not saying that, but there's such a hostility that I noticed the fact that relationships are not, there are no skills of relationships of basic humility, which is the Christian bottom line. No respect for certain kinds. It's been an uphill battle to make it and survive the last Demas years, discovery years of Dallas on up. Not where I go now, but before that, it was Demas. Wealth shepherding is Demas. Western European cult type shepherding cults are shepherding. I mean, cults are Demas or Eli. So there's a lot of points to be thought about that I've really contemplated. So the bottom line is, do not feel limited to have whatever God says, how big it is, or how small it is. Three kinds of people come to mind. You can have the person that says, God told me to build, and they come, this well-known CEO, a thousand, they could have stables. It's not my business, it's their business. Right. 
They could be a pastor that has written, or him or her that's written thousands of books. They have this giant storehouse. When I see that happen, and people criticize all the time, Lambeth, I think, well, you know, maybe they, I don't know those people. That's not my business. They didn't take the church's money. But I'm thinking, well, perhaps they're saving in case they pass on. They'll have money to fund the ministry when they're gone. Takes a lot of money. I don't know. I've never asked them, but comes trying to be not. I'm trying to be wise. So you can have three kinds of people. You can have the kind that are, you know, God says build big. He can have, and they'll be criticized. And they'll have kind of people that just say live medium or big. They'll be criticized. Then you have people that says, you know, I'm going to give it. All I want is the fishing boat and a double wide trailer near a lake. That's all I need. And they live medium. And that's your business. That's great. That's godly contentment, prosperity for all these people if their heart is pure, if it's not materialism, greed, covetousness, or just vanity, you know. Next, you can have a person that I know these kind of people, you run into them. I'm, they have money, but they want to give it all away so they live in one room or small space. That's between God and them. So they're going to get criticized too. They'll be called poor. See, the Demises call people names all the time. The Demises fit categories. They're looking for, uh, they're looking for flaws. The Demises says, "All right, stereotype them, get them out of our hair." The Demas and or Eli makes categories and wants to stuff people in without thinking of the human individual. They'll think, you know, they're too fat for our ministry. We only want Barbie and Ken's. And that, I ran into that. But I was bigger, a little bit bigger. Whoa, there for the grace of God go I. It wasn't up here. It wasn't where I was before that. It was Dallas. I went, I can't believe. You know, now I fit their stereotype for gender, for age, and for look. Blonde hair, female. The Hannah on the front porch of the Eli Mini. And Eli Temple I Priesthood steps, never black. Not one black, brown skin ever group. They get me. One reason is, I guess I have a diverse energy, but also I, I just love people. I really like and respect all fives. I really like them. I love them. It's God's grace. They know it. People read you. They read us. Right. So we have to grow in this. Right. If you look at a group, I'm picturing a, set, a city, not up here, where I would thinking, you know, if you say hello to any Christian, oh, hi, how are you? They're hurrying on to their next business appointment. Ministers who chafe, you know, oh, it's only one more fan club female. Demas. Uh, uh, we got to go into the next one. Uh, pastors who hold, and ministers do this, that hold back the women intentionally so the men can rise up. It's not even in the Bible. It's biased, but it's a, to me a demon's thing. It's anti. So we want to have a balanced and firmly guided, you know, you have to have firmness, respectful community. You know, years ago, many years ago, they had the man that in California that had the crystal cathedral. I always think of him. <laughs> Back then with the man, I can't remember his name, the pastor had the crystal cathedral and he built it from, he had started in a drive-in, a drive-in parking lot and he grew this big crystal cathedral. I think it's still out there. I have no clue if he sold it, you know, and I was, I never was against it, but I know it stirred everybody's hornet to keep track, to criticize, to accuse. That's you know, anything you do differently <laughs> is going to, anything you do, frankly, right now, anything you do is going to bring somebody down. <laughs> so I'm not talking to the world. I'm talking to the Christians. You're the ones, not the world. You have the power over this. You have the power over this, your head space and your heart space with God's help and good training. You have the power over this with God's Holy Spirit and good training and good humility and leadership. So we got three kinds, leading the temples, leading the family, patriarchs, matriarchs, patrons and followers. <laughs> we got the Eli, yeah, we got the Eli prone to bring us all down 
and themselves jaded. It's a fascinating story if you really read deep in that story of Eli and First Samuel. All right, we got the Demises, which I think is predominantly the body of Christ now in speaking in tongues. I really think it is. Then we have the Enochs which are there in all kinds and colors, all flavors from liturgy to charismatic to Baptist, black Baptist, white, brown. There are a whole bunch of equal opportunity, really respectful persons who are really human beings that really love God first. And they're not poor me. They can be that, you know, poor or rich. doesn't matter. My mom had a good friend she palled around with. It was a Christian friend. Uh, both of them are dead, but June and her husband, he had made it really, when we were in Virginia Beach, they were a couple that God allowed me to go, and through my mom, when I was in my 20s, we would go hang out with June and visit them in, in their house. Well, they were multimillionaires, but they were Christians, and she loved Dr. David Jeremiah back in the day, 30 years ago or more. So when I was with them, we would go out shopping. The women would go out shopping, and June, you know, like... He, she was in her 70s and she was 73 and her husband wanted her to look well so she would buy these cute little suits back then and they were like $800 and you know things I don't do <laughs> or would not do but they it was just it wasn't nouveau riche it wasn't flamboyant it was low-key she would not even have dressed in that fashion but she, he wanted her to look that way so she did and so she was, but the issue is they were humble. I watched how money, she could buy her cosmetics at the counter, but when she bought them anywhere she shopped, what I saw was her love. She respected and valued every person that she bought from, and they lighted up when she walked up, and that taught me about money. That's how you do it. God can use people that have ability to buy stuff to put them in front of somebody that maybe would never know church, go to church. And it's how you treat them, the waitress, the person in front of you at the line. It's how you treat them whether you have money or not. So I thought of June, it's very humbling. They did not live proud, they did not live flashy, they lived in an older house, but they had money, but it was like loving. And the thing I got was, okay, you can have permission to get money a lot of money, but it doesn't have to have you. You're not a demon. They were not a demon. That's what I'm saying. They were Enoch's. She was special. She had been raised very poor by an alcoholic, abusive father. So God allowed her grace to learn. You know, it didn't go to her head. And so she was a giver, but she's a quiet, modest. The key is word. You would not know it. And I think that's the role model for humility and honor as a person, pastor, or leader that has, you know, income discretionary income, investment income, is to just model like that. And I used to think David Jeremiah was older because she was not of a more traditional Christian, really wonderful Christian. But David Jeremiah is still around and he's like 77 and he's so young. He acts just my kind. He is no, he lives by his inner age. I think that's so cool. But he has got integrity. He's not a charismatic. But I honor and value people who have humility and honor. And I respect many, many, all these ministers. There's so many of them speaking in tongues or not. But we're, in a, we're not in the old day. I think that flamboyant showbiz, ostentatious is not good. It triggers. It will trigger. But if God tells you, you know, I'm not anybody's God or their mother or anything. I think you got to hear because everyone's got a special, unique way of God doing it so that it you know, sometimes it does trigger accusation. Well, that's part of the turf of being a Christian minister. It really does. So it's not my business. That's the last thing. If I were to say one thing that has turned me off from going to visit with my tongue-talking buddies and friends in the prophetic movement, pathetic movement, it is the Friendly Fire Fellowship, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, that is the Demas nest of hornets. <laughs> which to me is the character issue why I've taught all this stuff, Levitical patriarchs and shepherding included, many of the witch watching included, all these things. It is also futile. It is also turf owning. It is also demons. 
It is so classist. It is so nouveau riche. See, nouveau riche ain't me. Nouveau riche is a lot of the Demises now and the Elis. What is nouveau riche? Those are people who used to be poor, very poor, dysfunctional maybe or not, but poor. Then they got blessed and they understand the message and the books and the meaning of blessed and ministry. Now they've arrived and now they're the gentrified overclass. And they're put there, the, they're the ones that have the Demas persona and the Eli. So I come through there being raised not poor, not witch watch, not under the law and not class conscious, but educated and well off, not rich, but well off, not poor. And I come through and the Lord takes me to having big money and having no money and to live a certain way as a sign, triggering different kinds. Little did I know that I would trigger cultures, you know, to understand, be able to teach and identify. So when we look at what is going on bringing America down, I would think it's nouveau riche, whether it's in the uh, nouveau riche means now we've made it, we've arrived, we're blind because we think we are it, that we now own it, we own the turf, we've arrived, we're gentrified, we have need of nothing. When I was in Dallas, I lived in North Dallas. That was where I didn't know it till, till the very end. I didn't even think about it. It was so big. I lived in North Dallas. This is where I got the Demas stuff about concern. What I found was, right before I left, I felt like the, you know, it was right, those two elections were so awful. And I thought, it was really before the first election. And I saw all this stuff, the racism and our America going down. And I thought, Lord, what in the world? I feel like I need to be more addressing this type of thing. It's lack of relationship, respect. That's the bottom line. No respect, no love. In the churches, the class, classy, class-centric churches, I thought, I need to be bolder. But I wasn't sure because I was never like this before. I was never. I've just been very concerned in a righteous, you know, fear of the Lord way. For our nation. So a pastor, a black pastor and his wife called me up. I met him at the Barista Fellowship and we met together. So he says, the wife had a dream. We need to tell you the dream. So we got together and he said, he said, the wife got a dream. Tavo, you need to be bolder. I went, all right, I will be. While we were talking, he said this. He was trying to plant a church. They were trying to plant a church in the colony, which is North Dallas. And he said, man, we have never had it so hard. It is really hard to plant a work for the Lord where the people are in want of nothing. And it hit me. Wow, that's exactly where the Lord had taken me, where I got all this. They had need of nothing. And they had lost a lot. They, I mean, it was a biased subculture, not everybody, a biased, blessed, blessed subculture it really was i had to get out so this is why i'm teaching to stir it up because it's big there but it's in pockets it's huge and enormous in america there for the grace of god go i all right it's a warning teaching as well it really is it's a war it's not about us this is not about us this is about the lord's move of god not my move not your move it's the lord's that's where we're trying to you know i came out of there just dressing like out of I was so discouraged. It was so disappointing, so awful, with no fear of the Lord in ministry that I got where you're there used to all this packaging and pretty and fame and fun. I'm going to show up as a foolish thing, off scouring of the world apostle on purpose. If they hear me, if they won't watch me because I don't look pretty like they want, I don't care. I'm going to give the word of the Lord. That's their choice. I really did. Now I'm feeling, you know, like I'm supposed to, it was dysfunction. All this is Friendly Fire Fellowship, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. 1 Timothy 6, the materialistic fellowship. They accuse you if you are not having money like them. You're not blessed. Those are dysfunctional. From such turn away, Apostle Paul, mentors, and I have. All right. Let's trace this down. Everybody needs a miracle. Well, if you look at the root of the priesthood in the Old Testament, it was a warning of, there was Eli, there was Obadiah warning about the hireling priesthood, the Edomites infiltrating the real leadership, 
Esau relatives. Then you get to the progressing worse and worse of materialism and the priesthood being fault finders. And not all are like that. There's always a remnant. But Paul, if you read chapters 3, the famous tithe verse in chapter 2 of Malachi, you'll find that God was concerned, upset with the ministers, his messengers. They said, because they're materialistic, a lot of them, idolatry. So he warned them. He said, you say you are my messengers. I'm going to send my messenger, and he's going to clean the temple, cleanse the temple. He'll show up, Jesus. Well, after the growing leadership traits of demons, apostasy, and materialism, it looks like to me a lot of it. Then for 400 years, the Old Testament closed. And even though we have the Apocrypha, there's no Bible canon. It is my opinion, my own opinion, that during that time, God was allowing the priesthood, his own Hebrew priests, to decide who they're going to serve. Okay. When that happened and it closed after 10 generations, we have the Pharisees being coughed up on the other side, spit out after the 400 years to Jesus' day where they were, they were the Edomite relatives. Historians said that the Edomites were the that Herod the king that killed the babies and the majority of the Pharisees in Jesus' day that killed Jesus that were about money were Edomites, hireling priesthood, and that's what we got. That's what I think we got, a lot of it. So with that being said, I've written on it, written on it, that's enough of this to think about. We know that Jesus Christ suffered we know that he paid a price to go to the cross for our sins. We don't want to undermine that with no fear of the Lord, machismo, ministry, bias, materialism. We don't want to do all about us, putting on a show. We only respect people our kind and our flavor, our color and our size, like is out there, demises. We got to look at Ephesians 4. Our move is Ephesians 4, cross-body community. All right, that means it's unified, all the different colors. Nobody's under me. I'm not over anybody. They're all, we're collaborating like Galatians 1, 1 and 2, Paul. I, Apostle Paul, lowercase letters, servant leader, off scouring. That's me. Not sent out by any one person or any one group. I and the brothers that are with me and the mothers and the leaders collaborating. Led of the Spirit, like transforming the community together, the Christian community in the fear of the Lord, Ephesians 4. Where is that? That's the measure for teaching now. That's the a measure for teaching cross-body because what is cross-body? It's not critical. It does not fail to discern the body of Christ correctly. It goes and confronts them out of love and respects them. Doesn't bring any curses down on itself like failing to discern the body of Christ correctly. Death and our illness it is a display of the Church of Philadelphia, Revelation, Bride of Christ, prepared for His coming, unity and brotherly love, which is the, uh, which is the same thing as showing us in heaven the picture of the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is a priority word. So if you go where there's all this Demas, relationships are last. That's why we see Demas growing up in the 80s moves on up. Not saying they're bad, or, but you know, but they were corrupted. A lot of some some parts of it have been corrupted or mistaken, or used with capitalism and greed, false people and false teaching. We see now the uh, the growth of these big things going on, which are disrespectful to people. Divorce went up. That's a relationship big respect issue. Fault finding went up. Demas friendly fire fellowships came on the scene. I never heard of anything like that. God taught me all this. We have to look at those who are in want of nothing in the Christian ministry and leadership. No, no human compassion. Now we got pop psychology will diagnose you, will read you with mind reading to see if you fit our time, or will not talk to you. We don't value or love you. We don't want. First John 1 7 the light as he is in the light we're just going to minimize you objectify you for our own purposes to guard our turf and call you who knows what hellish demon and let everybody know you are but never know you 
That is devilish. That is devilish. So we're pulled out. You know, God's not moving. He's not settling for that now. That's just nothing but the devil himself. Accusation. So, Jesus went about doing good. He walked about relating. Led by the Spirit. Jesus went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil. And the Lord was with him. The Lord endorsed him. He went about, led by the Spirit, healing all those who were oppressed. He didn't oppress them. He didn't suppress them. He didn't withstand them. He didn't big boss them. He didn't own them like a hireling. No, he related. And that's the big deal. Misogyny is equal to racism. Racism is equal to genderitis, ageism, but it's worse. Gender, uh, misogyny and racism have a spiritual energy that one can feel. Because I've been targeted enough to get it knows me. And I read it back, that's all. It's the Eli Temple priesthood, major fruit. So let's get rid of this and do our own inner work here and heart space for the sake of the Lord and mouth space. The Demas, the Demas proverb, gossip is the poor person's bread. They keep on chewing on it. Gossip is the poor person's bread. They keep on chewing on it. If anything, that is why I'm so away from the wealth community, you would not believe it. You can't trust. You lose your trust. I'm going to have to finish up, but let me go down. When you look at what causes blindness, when you look at what causes blindness, it's like Psalm 115, spiritual leader blindness. I've taught on Isaiah 1 through 10, the blindness that created the, the leaders of God's people in Isaiah 1 through 10, which said Isaiah 5, in the middle of that, it says, woe. You call good evil, evil good. You can't tell him, Elijah, sitting in your audience, pastor. You can't tell him from a Jezebel. But you won't even ask him to find out. You'll just presume, accuse. All right, they're blind. Lead the blind. So what would make a blind pastor, prophet, follower, patrician or matriarch or anybody, what would do that? It ties to money. It ties to possessions, things of this world. Demas and Eli traits significantly. Psalm 115 is this. It says, those who trust in idols of silver and gold will be like them. They'll have eyes that do not see, ears that do not hear, mouths that do not speak. They'll be like them. It is idols. Psalm 103, excuse me, Proverbs 2, 1 through 5 says why there is an absence or presence of the fear of the Lord. It says if the condition for getting and training and keeping the fear of the Lord is follows. Proverbs 2, 1 through 5. If you cry out more for God's wisdom and you want it more than you do silver and gold making money, then you'll find the fear of the Lord. So the three passages for Demas' sake, really the main one is Psalm 112. Once they're dull of discernment, dull of hearing, and dull of speaking, relationships go down. They don't value them. They just talk about them. They just put you on the witch list. They just get you on the hit list. They spread rumors. They never confront because they don't love. They're biased. They're fault-finding. They're tawdry. They use people. Eli, Templeite Priesthood devaluing God's own human people. There's racism, bias, bias, all sorts of things, classism. This is what we got. This is why there's no fear of the Lord in our nation because of the churches. God loves you. He forgives you. forgives me. You know, one of our phrases for our Bible Center is uh, teaching is, Jesus lives he loves, he reprieves, he reproves, and he reprieves. Same with me. Jesus lives, loves, reproves. That's what this is. 
and reprieves. So, hey, as long as we repent and are genuine from fault finding all this stuff, God will move on our behalf. We really will. But we got to do it, everyone individually, uniquely. God is good. This is Tabo D'Arcy signing off for now. Thank <laughs> you.